Hey guys, welcome to Bone No Stuff. I'm joined here by my lovely wife, Dr. Maha. And as soon as I got all energetic, here comes Lexi. Yay, Lexi. Hey, Lexi's. Okay, uh, those of you listening, you won't get to see the dog, but and hopefully she doesn't get too loud. Uh, jump up, Lexi, jump up. <laughs> jump, 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 come on. Yay. Yeah, ooh, okay. Okay, so, little more family time, yes. Um, so, Recently, we're moving to Colorado, a lot of changes going on. Uh, she's going crazy over there with the ball. So I wanted to do an episode of the podcast, the show here, where I get to talk a little bit about my journey, my purpose, what's brought me to here. So I wanted to have Maha on to kind of uh, help guide that journey a little bit. So the first part we're going to talk about is a little bit of, of my origins. What do you know about my origins? You were born in Moscow, yes. Russia. One point for the wife. 1983. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's about all. it. Yep. <laughs> so you'll notice if you're watching the video, I'm going to change outfits for each kind of phase. <laughs> so this is my Russian outfit. It's, it's as red as it gets, I guess. I don't have a lot of other Russian clothing, so... I shall not change outfits in between. No, she's going to stay exactly the same, as lovely in each frame <laughs> as she is. So, uh, a little bit more about that that I wanted to talk about is the fact that, yeah, we were, it was actually a communist regime in the 80s, and uh, our family escaped from there as political refugees, and the big, th uh, interesting thing there is if you wanted to go on iTunes or what have you, there's a documentary called Stateless, uh, I'll try to link that in the show notes, but probably won't because I'm really bad at show notes, um, so Stateless about how we had to kind of escape from Russia, and eventually we end, ended up in Brooklyn, New York. So that's kind of that first phase. Do you remember anything throughout your journey? <clears throat> uh, the one thing, we did have to do a stopover in Rome. I was about three years old, three or four years old. Um, so we did a stopover in Rome, and I do remember seeing the Colosseum. It was pretty magnificent, even then, to a three or four-year-old. I do remember also having, uh, getting lost in a very like crowded market. Mm -hmm. And I remember being a little freaked out. Still kind of trauma stays with me. I know there's much worse traumas that one can go through, but um, I do remember that. And then I kind of remember playing on the airplane. Uh, we were on a Pan Am airplane. I remember that much. We landed in JFK, but the Pan Am airplane, there was a few other, I guess, kids or maybe one or two uh, other ones that were going through the same kind of journey, escaping and going through this immigration process. So that was a weird, random thing. Mm. Yeah. And so... What happened next? You got to Brooklyn. <laughs> we got to Brooklyn and we're gonna switch. So we're in Brooklyn now. Yes, we're in Brooklyn. And I ended up in Coney Island, Brighton Beach first, where my grandparents were, uh, the kind of where all the Russians end up. And then uh, they moved over to Seagate, if you're familiar down there. So what I did want to talk about more importantly there is uh, the fact that uh, it was a very active childhood. Uh, I grew up, again, there weren't a lot of kids in the neighborhood I was in, but I was lucky to have a cool group of, of kids, and we played a lot of football. Um, it wasn't the organized sports like Little League so much, but uh, before high school, uh, we did a lot of um, stoop ball, so you throw the ball onto the step and see how far you can get it to go, and like all these random little sports that we'd make up to try to have some fun. Um, uh, my friend Anthony, who I still talk to, and... Uh, he, he was kind of an older kid who, who would organize some of these crazy games and made up a few games himself, like uh, chair ball. We would throw, it was, 
I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, but it's very active childhood. Uh, we were right by the beach. So actually, you know, my mother's a big swimmer. And uh, I think that whole constant kind of active lifestyle as a kid certainly has hope, you know, I think carried over to where I'm at today and, and uh, bred a lot of that physicality into my mind. The other part, though, that uh, stands out for me when we came to Brooklyn was the stress of moving. Um, and, and I think it ended up all getting to my father a bit. And he did have a heart attack at 41. So, uh, and he did not survive. So that is, in, in again, this retrospective kind of looking back, my purpose, what's brought me to where I am today. Um, a lot of that stuff is preventable. And again, the, the further I got into my kind of uh, practice in medicine, uh, the human side of it, uh, understanding that, looking at the statistics, so many of these diseases are preventable. And I think that, again, uh, knowing that my father's kind of death was very preventable in a lot of ways um, has, has been a little driver for me looking at folks and saying like, hey, like if I can get you to stop doing that thing you're doing, uh, we might be able to save you something worse in a few years uh, as far as death or even, you know, just having cancer or, or Alzheimer's or uh, diabetes. All these things to me are very preventable. And I saw that early on. And again, that's stuff that really stood out to me in Brooklyn. Yeah, so both your parents actually had a huge influence on uh, who you are today and what you do, because not just like your father's death, um, but also your mom's, you know, swimming and uh, mm -hmm. active lifestyle. I know you love the ocean. Mm -hmm. and, um, so, yeah, sounds like both had an influence. Yeah, it was it was, uh, you know, you are and, and, and again, all the friends that that kind of uh, extended family too, just very, very physical, um, just that kind of emphasis on exercise. And, and uh, yeah, I think that that led to uh, a lot of things in terms of uh, exercise that which led me to play football in high school, which is was I was definitely in love with. Um, and those are guys I still keep in touch with. You know, we have that brotherhood. We actually still are just started a uh, monthly call, uh, guys that, you know, some of us, we haven't spoken in maybe 20 years. So we still have that call and, and checking in with those guys. And again, I'm trying to help each of them uh, to what I can. They, we all have different uh, degrees in life or, or expertises that we've accumulated. And so I'm trying to help make sure they're staying healthy, um, checking in on their mental health and all that fun stuff of, of having that kind of uh, connection and, and community a little bit that uh, that's that's helped build. Yeah, so it was just the beginning of your career without realizing it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and again, when I was playing football, uh, that's when I think I connected the dots of I want to be involved with sports. I love sports, uh, and I was debating between the medical side and the, being a sportscaster, kind of something like that, always appealed to me, um, and so. Uh, I chose to intern with our team doctor in Brooklyn, Dr. Dreyfus, who's um, doing some, some fun things out there. You should check him out in the Midwood section of Brooklyn where uh, her favorite pizza is, Defara Pizza, right oh, across the street. that's not my favorite. Sorry, the, the second favorite. Second favorite, l and yes. number one, sorry. He doesn't know my favorite pizza. Um, Defara, well, they're very different styles of pizza. Anyway, we're not going to get into that pizza discussion. I do have my Brooklyn jersey on, but... Uh, we don't have to <laughs> go too far down the pizza conversation, although that can take its own hour-long yeah. episode. Yeah, so we'll do that in another one. Anyone wants to hear the full hour-long pizza episode, we pizza will... Pizza critique. Pizza critique. Uh, we will certainly go down that path. So, um, but yeah, that's what led me to say, you know what, like, yeah, I want to work with the human body. I want to help the human body 
be healthier, be better. Uh, it's a fascinating thing that we don't get a user's guide to how our bodies work. Um, and so that was something that I wanted to kind of understand. I pursued uh, athletic training, being an EMT, um, uh, personal training, nutrition, all these different avenues uh, for, she's having fun with a tennis ball, very active dog. Um, so yeah, all these different avenues that led me eventually to kind of physical therapy. And then we'll talk a little bit about how physical therapy then transformed back to touching on some of these other avenues. But I do think that uh, at the end of the day, that's the passion, that's the goal here is to help people get as healthy as they can. Um, and it's these simple basic things that again, we're just never taught or it's super confusing because there's all these yeah. different things out there. It's like, which one do we listen to? Yeah. And a lot of, again, I see a lot of wasted opportunity if somebody's in the gym for an hour um, and they're on the elliptical for that hour. Again, maybe that's an improvement off being on the couch, but at the same time saying there could be better things that we can do in that hour. Um, and again, invest a little bit of time now, work with someone like me. I've, I've taken the time to really get and hone what it is that's gonna get your body to be better and get you to do the things you love to do. So connecting with all that is really where we're at. So let's leave Brooklyn. Yep. <laughs> so moving on to physical therapy, I'm wearing my outfit change here, LIU, physical therapy. Um, got my doctorate in 2008, uh, was right across the street from my high school, Brooklyn Tech. Wanted to stay kind of local uh, with around my family and all that jazz. So, um, but getting my doctorate was obviously a major tipping point or, or a good, uh, good uh, progression into the next kind of phases of everything. So the physical therapy career then I went into uh, practice in Midtown Manhattan, very busy very um, interesting orthopedic, uh, so a lot of total knee replacements, total hip replacements, athletic injuries. I did an 18 month kind of internship with uh, Star Physical Therapy on 56th and 3rd Avenue, Midtown, uh, where we ended up living pretty close to at some point when I brought her back from Dubai, later in the, later in the story. Um, but yeah, then that's when I was actually introduced to CrossFit. Uh, one of my patients came in, Martin, who's a CEO and president of um, Reverie, so sleep systems. So that helped me even, again, put all the pieces together on holistic, again, CrossFit type stuff, sleep, how important it all is. She's, uh, the dog is, is having fun with looking for a ball there. Um, but yeah, it, it just kept kind of uh, building brick by brick. Uh, and, and getting these cool experiences in the physical therapy field, working at Hospital for Special Surgery, Lenox Hill Hospital. Um, again, getting exposed and networking with all these doctors and different types of medical professionals really helped, uh, again, continue to say, like, I want, I want to help these people avoid these total knee replacements and avoid these total hip replacements as much as I enjoy helping them recover from it. I do think uh, when we have conversations like, yeah, if we had just started 20 years ago, um, just like a retirement savings, uh, that, that kind of kept driving that passion. So again, if you're watching this and you want to avoid a surgery down the line, that's kind of what I'm talking about um, and that, that passion. So uh, yeah, physical therapy took me to, uh, again, that CrossFit space. Uh, I did end up connecting with a celebrity and getting to travel around with him, which was a very cool experience, flying private jets and all that stuff, being kind of in his entourage. If you've seen the show, just like the show, just like it. Anyway, um, but yeah. Now, that, how did that take you to Dubai? What happened next? You know the answer to that. They don't. Not everyone does. Um, so yeah, so I got back, finished with the celebrity, 
Came back to New York City, where I was based out of. Um, started getting more into the CrossFit space. So that'll take us there. So that takes us to Dubai. Got my Dubai shirt on. Team Goldbox, uh, where we opened up gym, CrossFit, Goldbox. Yeah, how'd you get there to Dubai? What so, there? yeah, I was in New York City, working with uh, Reebok CrossFit 5th Avenue and Rhino Co. Uh, they had a few gyms in New York City. And uh, Miami, Maryland total of eight and then they want to open up their first international one they asked me if i was interested in helping kind of you know run it out there and so i was like that sounds very exciting had a nice contract set up everything was cool i'm all about exploring uh this this world that we have i love uh, all the travel shows so this was an opportunity to go seize the day so to speak carpe diem um and you know what that's how i met this lady hey in dubai um and she happened to find me through oh you you want to tell your story how you? No, I do not. <laughs> so she happened to find me through Instagram. Yes, and... I was looking for a new gym and I found the gym on Instagram and I looked up their website and saw him on it. And I was like, hmm, he seems <laughs> to know what he's talking about. So I asked him when he coaches and went to one of his classes. That's and how we, we, met. we hit it off. I don't normally date my uh, the clients in the gym. but Well, I wasn't your client for long anyway. She was not, no. Yeah. Anyway, we can get into that whole story another time. But yeah, Dubai, I was there two and a half years. She was there five years. Um, after a little while, uh, the, what I will say is, again, like you, it's not a lot of nature. We kind of missed that nature. And, and we went to a wedding in like the, in France. And we're, she literally would be hugging trees because like just I, we missed like that nature. Uh, Dubai is very much isolated from, it's, it's a desert, so everything there's, you know, there, there's little, little bits of nature, but again, it's, it's pretty artificial. So anyway, it's, it's dry. It's very dry. Yeah. Uh, it's 120 degrees, six months out of the year. Um, so you get to live in air conditioning, even, even during the other six months, it's also very dusty because of where it is. So again, most of the time you're in air conditioning, it's just, uh, it's not for, for me, the healthiest environment. I didn't love it in terms of that. So anyway, we decided to get out of there and, uh, head back to the United States, New York city. Got our puppy when we were in Manhattan, um, and yeah, should we finish? Yeah. Oh, transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, and then well, well, do you want to talk about how we moved here or no? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we were in New York for a year and a half. New York for a year and a half, and then we drove cross country. Um, you kind of shifted out of the CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was uh, starting to do online work. Mm. Um, you know the the CrossFit gyms in person. Uh, where I had enjoyed working and, and it, creating some some kind of relationships with those gyms and the coaching side. Um, I said, you know what, like, yeah, I want to really be able to shift and make a bigger difference as much as I think those classes um, and working with people to improve their movement uh, in a class setting had benefit, which is, again, what I was really doing in Dubai. Um, I, 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 I like the shift towards a holistic approach as well and being able to work with people one-on-one, -on -one. more online work. And so even if I see someone in person now, I will ultimately get them working with me online. I wanna talk through what I now have my five pillars of health. So, and again, I refer, I refer a lot of folks over to her for just doing a, a check-in on, you know, what's going on in your relationship, connectivity. A lot of people don't know how to handle those things. And it's something we bonded over of, of the fact that, again, a lot of people end up only seeing her when they've already let the problem persist for 10 years or something like that. Well, yeah. For years, yes. For years. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with me, people, uh, like I was talking about before, of like, 
you know, you let the aches and pains kind of just, just linger there. And you said, I'm gonna take a Tylenol. I'm gonna kind of ignore the pain. I'm not gonna treat the root cause. And so that's what kind of led me to figuring out a way to talk to folks about the root cause and how do we get you to really address stress, sleep, lifestyle factors, nutrition, put it all together on top of the movement. So even if you have some shoulder pain, it's not just, yeah, let's do these three exercises and see if that improves it. It's we gotta put all these pieces together to make sure five years from now, 20 years from now, you're not necessarily gonna have these issues again. And uh, again, your body is gonna perform and feel as amazing as we can get it to feel. We're optimizing your body. Body optimization bow, huh, huh, huh? No. <laughs> yeah, there's a bow in everything. There's a bow in everything. So here we are, Southern California. We're moving to Colorado. We're both mostly online. Yeah. Um, COVID happened to happen, happened to happen, happened to happen. Um, before COVID, though, we were both luckily somewhat online already. So we have these systems in place for uh, kind of being prepared for something like this. And, and again, being able to pivot and adjust to this crazy world. Um, that we're living in and Lexi's very excited about the whole thing <laughs> So anyway, I'm just gonna check her there. Okay, mm -hmm. so here we are again working online um, And continuing to push this kind of preventative model on my side as much as possible She's not pushing. It's hard to push preventative. I think on the on the you know mental health side I would love to but yeah, it's hard. It's hard oh. to push prevention <laughs> in general. Yeah um, Yeah oops. So one thing that I've been pushing recently is a 21-point orthopedic checkup, head-to-toe, kind of like you get your car, and they might do a 63-point check, and how are your brake pads and all that. So I'm doing the same thing for the human body. I'm trying to get every person I can through at least that basic system to have that conversation about where are we with, uh, you know, your shoulder joints, range of motion, your hips, um, which all these things tend to add up, and especially now with... Again, this COVID world we're living in, most people are adjusting to staying at home, um, working from home and not necessarily having access to the gym equipment, at least that, that we previously had. So it's a chance for us to continue to grow and build and, and uh, continue to, uh, again, make, a, make an impact on physical health, mental health. Yeah. So based on your story, your personal story, what, is there like a message you wanna share with people? Yeah, that, that again, so much is preventable. Um, it's not sexy to, to think about prevention, right? But again, that's been my driver and that's where I wanna work with folks to say, uh, again, if we spend an hour together right now, uh, it's gonna save you a lot more time down the line. It can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars in surgeries and time lost and quality of life. I don't mean to like scare people into it either, but again, I've seen uh, so many of these surgeries and. And, and just diseases that are, again, very preventable. So, you know, the time to act is now. Um, neither one of us is very good with money and I'm happy to put that out there. You can disagree if you want. But the point is, in terms of saving for the future, I wish that I had started saving or that we got into GameStop or we're doing <laughs> stocks or whatever. Um, I wish that we did. So obviously having more money is, makes life a little bit easier. Um, and I wish that again, I'd started saving for my retirement savings, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, I never really got that someone to, to explain to me exactly what that whole process is compounding interest. Um, it's never too late, but the earlier you start, the better, the same thing for the physical and mental body, 
Lexi agrees. Um, but the, the point that, again, I wanted to kind of double down on is saying, if you start now, again, I'm 37, I think. Um, and so I, I'm doing this now and I'm doing these exercises now. Lexi! <laughs> She's going to get Lexi. I'm doing this stuff now so that 90-year-old me is feeling better, is feeling good, um, and, and gives me more leeway, gives me more buffer, just like we have a retirement savings, so that when you are at a point where you don't need to make money or where you don't need to, um, you know, pay, the, when you have, you have more flexibility to pay the bills or you want to retire in a warm place, you have that extra $100,000, same thing of building your capacity now while you can. And because again, aging is a thing that we all deteriorate a little bit. Um, especially as we get over 40, as we get over 50. Um, so right now is the time to start again, putting that work in for capacity, build that capacity, just like you build your retirement savings. It's a physical retirement savings. So that's what we're trying to build. And well, I can add to that, that based on your personal experience, it sounds like, you know, what happened with your father and all of the experiences you went through in your life that helped you value life more and living a healthy life in order to be able to enjoy things in life. And so, you know, I guess if people want to enjoy life and be able to do the things they want to do, they need to be healthy. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And and again, the thing that uh, to, to add to that, I guess, is again, when I work with people on their nutrition, uh, it's not about saying, eat this, don't eat that necessarily. It's about saying, if if you have a fire inflammation going on in your body, Every single time you you choose to eat this and not that, I'm just trying to help us understand which choice is going to allow you to be a little bit healthier and going to put more into your retirement savings, so to speak, and not take away from your retirement savings. Because again, if you're having a meal and you're kind of fueling that fire inside of inflammation, um, and that's it's just it's very difficult to discern. And I, most people are busy with their own careers with their own kids, whatever it is, and don't have time to listen to a thousand podcasts like I've been doing, read all these books. Uh, I, I've spent clear, uh, nearly a quarter million dollars, I was calculating, it's a little scary, a quarter million dollars in, in education, continuing education, um, which I don't regret at all. Like I love learning and, and I plan to continue spending money on it and learning for the rest of my life. Um, but I do that so that I can share that with folks and, and again, get you out of that kind of you know, all these myths and, and rabbit holes of, of fitness and health that, you know, you're not going to get six pack abs in six days. There are ways to do it. It's not the healthy way. It's not going to last. So we're talking about, again, um, helping you build your physical retirement savings. Yep. Cool. Amen, Amen sister. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys have questions, if you have any interest in learning more about me, hopefully uh, putting some of these pieces together um, gives you a little bit more information uh, if you want to work with Dr. Maha, she's available. I'll try to put her show notes. Again, uh, if, you, if you're in any kind of relationship, worth checking in with her. She'll do some free calls. Yes? Yeah, we do 15-minute 15 15 check-in and, yeah, and see just if, if, it, if it makes sense to work together um, to, again, address some of these things that we can, you know, that that might be causing some problems. They might be very little right now, but they're going to, you know, compounding interest, uh, go in the wrong direction, hopefully, not, but hopefully she can help you again, assess that. Don't hesitate to reach out either one of us, the physical side, mental side. Um, hopefully you guys again, got something out of this, got 1% better from listening to this. And that's it for now. We'll see you guys in Colorado. Bye.